Hazy Podcast is brought to you by EK the DJ and Michael Reed. Join them each season as they discuss the adventures contained in various audiobooks. This season, they'll be providing reactionary commentary on the So I Got Hazed audiobook by Michael Reed. Chapter 22. Are there paddles in hell? December 4th. Free paddle ceremony. What was awesome about our paddle ceremony is that it took place before we were even initiated as brothers of the fraternity. We were told they did this because there wasn't enough time to fit in all of the events. The brothers implied that after the paddle ceremony, Hell Week would be next. We set out with a minimal budget of our own money to buy the paddles. We didn't want to use our party money for the paddles. Tony was such a good treasurer that he wouldn't have let us use the money if we wanted to anyways. I think because we never saw a lot of you guys studying, we just assumed that hazing and the fraternity were your full-time jobs on campus, so making sure that our schedule was properly planned should have been your first priority. That's a, that's a fair argument. How selfish. I think a lot of a lot of brothers were very, very selfish. We were twenty early twenties, most of us, and drunk. Yeah. Those two things combined can make somebody very selfish. We had to make a pledge class paddle and a paddle for LT, but James and Tony took the reins on those. John and I gave them the money for the paddles, but we didn't help make them. We bought our paddles from a local paddle supply store. Yes, they have those, and we were able to make our paddles in just a few hours. John and I could have bought more expensive paddles, like James and Tony had, Instead, we created the most basic paddles. While James and Tony were making their fantastic paddles on Saturday, John and I were getting high. We made the brothers think we were helping James and Tony with the paddles, so they left us alone for the entire day. John and I thought that our paddles to our big brothers were somewhat embarrassing. We felt guilty because LT had given us pretty badass SIG-H letters, and we didn't make him an equally badass paddle, which he truly deserved. If we'd had more money and time on our hands, we would have gone all out and created something better than we had. It was a good trade-up because we'd spent all of our money on postulant theater and weed, which made everyone happy. There's not much I was else. happy with my paddle. Yeah, you were? Yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, like, if I'm, I'm sad that things that got left behind have gone unaccounted for and it's really awesome that there is a group and a person in that group that is trying to recover these things that's I true think that's really cool um <coughs> i do have one of my paddles <coughs> but like a lot of the other ones they're, they're just gone like i i had i had a pe paddle i had my little brother paddle um I lost multiple. Hmm. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, between the frat house changes and, you know, because the house changed a couple times since my time there. Yeah. And it's hard to keep track of all the pictures and paddles and there's a lot of crap. There's a lot of stuff and with every year it grows, the collection grows bigger. And everything that gets left behind in the house, you know, we got to trust that the guys uh, uh, take care of it and honor that tradition and and you know, keep the stuff safe. 
Yeah, and if it's made of glass, it's Sayonara. Yeah, and like some of the like some of the bigger paddles, if they're not hung right, if they're hung too low, like you know, you get a rowdy party and they can get destroyed. Yeah, and the ones with small fine wood pieces. Yeah, yeah. Easy to break. Absolutely. So that was our pre paddle ceremony. Now let's gear into the paddle ceremony. December 5th, Paddle Ceremony. We were invited over to LT's house during the day on a Sunday. We were told to dress up in khakis and nice dress shirts. It was December 5th. I remember it very clearly because some other important events started that day as well. When we arrived at LT's house, the brothers had a few bottles of bourbon set up on a bar that we were all going to drink together. Not all the brothers were there, but many of them were. When we presented our paddles to our big brothers and LT, LT sarcastically asked, Are these the best paddles you could make us? John and I felt bad about making basic paddles until LT opened his mouth. We knew we were on the cusp of Hell Week, so all we had to do was bite our tongues and apologize until the end came. After that, we could tell the brothers to go fuck themselves in situations like this. Yeah, we felt bad enough. LT didn't have to rub it in. Eric Maybe he did, you don't know. I was appreciative when I gave him his paddle. Eric didn't care what his paddle looked like, as long as I gave him a token of respect. James, John, and Tony each presented their big brothers with their paddles too. It was a pretty relaxed environment compared to what we were used to. I think that a majority of the brothers had accepted that our pledge class wasn't going anywhere. Unless we fucked a brother's girlfriend that they cared about. There wouldn't be any last-minute blackballing either. I'm not going to lie. I forget parts of this story, and that's why I make the comments I do. Like, I completely forgot that you were appreciative no matter what. <laughs> like, now that it's written, I'm just like, I don't have to remember that stuff anymore. It's out there. It's true, though. Like, I was just happy that, like, I just to have it. Just to have received something and that it meant something to someone that I did that I put an effort towards, you know, it's, uh, I, I equate it to, you know, earning, earning a trophy, not, not receiving a trophy, but feeling like you earned a trophy and then having it, you know, like it's, it's a thing, you know, you, 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 you take pride in it and it's a memory of like, yeah, I remember working hard for that. I remember I earned that. And it doesn't matter if it's the biggest trophy in the room. It doesn't matter if it's big and shiny. It's just the simple fact that, I worked hard, and, and this is a symbol of, of my hard work. Hell yeah, man. Like, like a diploma on the wall, for example. Some of the brothers were even treating us like we were already on the other side. It was a great feeling. We stood around drinking bourbon and talked to brothers about pledging. Some of the brothers tried playing mind games with us, but we were too mentally sharp. We knew that Hell Week could not possibly start any later than December 14th because the semester would be over. Some brothers went as far to say that we would have to pledge another semester if we fucked up during Hell Week. After about an hour, when we were all moderately drunk, the paddle ceremony began. Trent Pereira took charge because he was the soberest. I think that he put himself in charge because he wanted to be the first to paddle us. The brothers warned us that if we paddled them hard, they would paddle us even harder. I didn't care about what they said. 
I decided I was going to paddle them so hard that I'd split the paddle in half. The rules as Trent explained were simple. You could paddle as many times as you wanted, but whoever you paddled got to paddle you back. We'd continue to paddle until none of the brothers wanted to paddle anymore. It was pretty much a battle of wills. If you paddled someone, they could paddle you when it was their turn. The harder you paddled others, the harder they would paddle you. The final rule was the most important. You could not use the edge of the paddle. It had to be the flat side. I'd never been paddled before, but I had grown up as a mischievous child with a dad that spanked, so I had my fair share of paddling equivalents. The sadistic part of me wanted to let them paddle me first, so that when it was my turn, I could go even harder, and they wouldn't be able to match it. I was like Mr. Slave. Like, come on, boys, who wants to go first? Paddle me as hard that. as you can. You, you thought about this way too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I recommended Tony go first, because him and Barrera were so close. I may have been a skinny-ass freshman, but I had experienced years of ass beatings, and I knew these guys wouldn't be able to make me flinch. I laughed to myself, because it was like pledge paybacks had started already. I watched each of my pledge brothers take unmerciful beatings and dish them out in return. It was a lot harder for them to paddle the brothers after they had been paddled because they could hardly stand. At first, it was like a scene out of Dazed and Confused because the brothers would do a fake swing to see if we flinched. First up was Tony. Tony got absolutely destroyed when he was paddled. He had an advantage, though, because the brothers had to somewhat squat down to be able to paddle him. His vertical impairment worked to his advantage in more ways than one. When it was his turn to paddle the brothers that had paddled him, he destroyed them. Due to the fact he was shorter, when he swung the paddle, it was like a baseball player swinging for the fences. He had such an upward swing that he was catching all the brothers right under their asses. They complained he was hitting their legs more than their asses. He was like Ken Griffey Delora. <laughs> he was ready. He was ready to do some damage. Yeah, man. I've never seen somebody swing something so hard. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but there wasn't anything they could do about it. They had awoken a sleeping giant within Tony. James was up next. He took his position with his hands against the wall and his legs slightly spread as if he was ready to be frisked by the law. LT grabbed the paddle we made him and told James, This is going to hurt, Savvy? He took a huge swing, which James saw as he looked back, and then LT stopped before it made contact. LT made him flinch, which was funny. James was so scared he was going to get hurt that no matter how hard LT hit him, James's mind would tell his body that it did hurt. James went easy on the brothers, in fear they would retaliate with hazing later on that night. At that moment, he was the only one with foresight in our group. James finished his paddling and dished out a couple of good ones. He accidentally turned the paddle when he hit LT and used the edge. LT hopped around like his ass was on fire, yelling at James for being an idiot that couldn't keep a paddle straight. He was doing such a good job until he accidentally twerked the paddle. I think I remember him uh, hopping around the room. I re <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible feeling. <laughs> when John went up, he was so high and drunk that when he put his hands against the wall, he almost fell over. His balance was off, and we all realized he could hardly stand. 
Come on, hit me, he shouted. Zeke was up first. He asked John if he was ready, and then gave him the smallest paddling any of us had witnessed. When it was Mitch's turn to hit John, he did the same thing. Mitch and Zeke both gave John a little baby paddling, because John was their boy, and they wanted him to know that. LT had to get his fair share of strikes in. He hit John so hard, I could feel the pain in his ass. John was so wasted, he started laughing out loud when LT was paddling him. It was like, uh, comparable to being the Joker. He was like, ah, 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 my turn. <laughs> nice. And said, you're so fucked when it's my turn. Zeke told John that he wasn't in the fraternity yet, and that he shouldn't be talking shit. The brothers could still make him hate life, especially later that night. I was the last to be paddled. After watching everyone else get paddled, I felt very comfortable and drunk. I took my frisk meat pose against the wall and let the brothers paddle me. When the paddling started, I couldn't feel a thing because I was so numb from being drunk. This was until Jordan Jacobs took his turn. He hit me so hard with the paddle that I felt it in my teeth. I wanted to turn around and punch him in the head. After that, every person that hit me with a paddle hurt me. LT missed me and hit me right in the back. You know when, like, you've had your pain threshold surpassed, one of two things happens. You either can't feel it anymore, or you can, you and everything out? hurts. <laughs> oh, well, I guess, I guess there's three options. Okay, so you pass out... Yeah, everything hurts more, or you can't feel anything at all. It was the everything hurts more. So, yeah, I think uh, I think when I broke my leg, that was everything hurts more was where I went. Yeah, somebody like every, grabs every, your every, hand and you're like, "Ow!" They're like, every, "What do you mean, ow?" Every inch of my body hurt. Yeah, your central nervous system is just on fire, and everything is exasperated. It was so bad. I feel that like hit. Plus Jordan's hit made me want to puke. When it was my turn, I hit every brother as hard as I could. They all bitched when I paddled them, but I paddled them until my arms were heavy. I wasted all my hard strikes of the paddle on LT, Callum, and Sean. I didn't get to hit JJ as hard as I wanted to. I swore to myself, when pledge paybacks came, I was going to find him and destroy him. After we'd all done our rounds, the brothers let up. I will find you and destroy you for what you did to me at the paddle ceremony. Hello, hello, my name is Twistrike Michael. <laughs> you, you made my pledging a nightmare. Prepare to die. <laughs> but just remember this because it comes back to haunt him. <laughs> Us pledges paddle one another. We went harder on one another than we had on the brothers. It was like we needed to get some deep-rooted aggression out and that it was the best way. Beating ourselves up, similar to me punishing Tony with vinegar earlier in the week, really helped us feel better. When everything was done, we head back to campus feeling quite good about ourselves. We were one step closer to being in the fraternity. We just had to wait for Hell Week. Then the semester of misery, fun, and exhaustion was over. We didn't know exactly when Hell Week was going to start, but we suspected it would be any day soon. And boy, were we right. This is about to get fun.
December 5th. Tonight, we dine in hell. We had just completed the paddle ceremony earlier in the afternoon, and life was good. Our asses hurt, but life was good. I sat on John's dorm room floor, eating food, and he laid in his bed. We were watching Family Guy, and we were high as fuck. We were laughing away and having a great time together. I was sitting on a pillow because my ass was so bruised from Jordan Jacobs over-enthused paddling. My back had a big red mark across it from where LT had missed with the paddle and accidentally slashed me. I was enjoying my high and letting the bourbon buzz wear off. John was snuggled up in his blanket, sipping on whiskey to keep his buzz going. It was a great day in the life of a pledge. The phones weren't ringing. John and I were shoveling muse food into our faces, and we were high. Being high and a little buzzed made the pain in our butts not hurt as much. Murphy's Law dictated that we wouldn't have a day of freedom, not this far into our pledge period. As I thought about Murphy's Law, my phone rang, and it was Eric Davis. He called to tell me I had to make sure that my pledge brothers and I were at the fraternity house by 10 p.m. We were not to go to the library, just to the house. He told me to plan on being occupied for a while. I asked, Is this going to be hell week, Eric? You'll just have to come and find out for yourself, Mike. You know I can't tell you things like that. Make sure Tony brings all of your pledge fund money as well, Eric said, clearly giving away that it was going to be the first day of hell week. I hung up my phone and looked at John. I was pretty excited, despite knowing the shitstorm we were bound to be in for the week to follow. Like, why even say that? I, I, I can't tell you stuff like that, but I can tell you. Bring all your pledge fund money. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you even say that, right? I'm not going to tell you anything. Except. <laughs> you guys need to don't bring. Forget, don't, bring all... don't wear any clothes that you don't want ruined. <laughs> and bring all the money. Stat. I stared at John, speechless, until he finally shouted, What is it, Strikes? You're leaving me in fucking suspense like Cliffhanger. I think tonight is the beginning of Hell Week, man. I asked Eric, and he didn't say no. He also asked us to bring the pledge fund to turn in. He hinted Hell Week is tonight, I said. It's about fucking time, but it's probably just another mindfuck, John said. I don't know, man. Time's running out and the semester is almost over. How much hazing energy do these guys really have? I answered naively. I don't care. There's nothing they can make us do that they haven't done already. John grumbled. I nodded in agreement. We carried on our day studying, smoking excessive weed, and fearing the hazing that was in store for us. We smoked more weed that day than most days. We knew that we may not get the opportunity to have a good smoke session for the next week. After we smoked, John and I both slept until just before 9.30 p.m. Our pledge class met at the local convenience store at 9.45 p.m. James wasn't there, so we figured he was already at the chapter house. John and I decided that the convenience store's taquitos were a good idea. Tony told us we were idiots to eat before we went over to the house, but we didn't care. Who wants to get yelled at on an empty stomach? Yet again, Tony is starting to like get more clever because he is right in this case. Yeah... When we got to the fraternity house, we felt like we were prepared for anything that could happen, including Hell Week. There were so many brothers there that we knew it was Hell Week, and there was no hiding it. There wasn't any more mind-fucking. It would be our final event. 
As we walked in the front door together, the brothers cheered. Here they are! The fraternity brothers chanted and screamed so loud that the entire house shook. A few paddles fell off the walls in the process. Pictures on the walls came dangerously close to falling and breaking on the floor. It was an intense moment. The hair on my arm stood at attention like the very first time I heard the brothers chant. Everything was beginning to come full circle in my pledge process. We were at the finish line. With the brothers screaming in the background, my mind had a certain type of clarity. It was as if time was standing still. I looked at each brother and examined their facial expressions. Most of them seemed excited to haze us, but some had a sympathetic look on their faces. All of the brothers knew exactly what we were experiencing at this very moment. Each of them had been there. Each of them had fought through their pledge period. They were just as excited to have us finish pledging as they were to haze us. They screamed at us to pile into the basement. We scurried down to the basement and put our noses against the wall. When the brothers came downstairs, they explained that the reason James wasn't there was because he would be out of commission for the next week of pledging. They wanted to explain to us that sometimes things happen. After the paddle ceremony, James experienced a bad case of pneumonia. It was from staying out and drinking with the brothers while he was already sick. LT had to take him to the hospital, where he had to spend the next few days until his condition stabilized. Since pneumonia can cause death, it was an extremely serious matter that the brothers wanted to make us aware of. The brothers told us that if James didn't die, he'd have the chance to continue pledging when he was healthy again. I don't know if you remember that or not, but... I remember the details a little differently. But yes, I do remember that. Okay. This is how James remembers the details. Okay. He'd have to do it himself if he wanted into the fraternity. It was terrible news for all of us. LT spoke up. The three of you have to create an even stronger bond so that I can call you my brothers in a few days. Then you have to be there to support your pledge brother so he can make it to the other side with you. I felt sick to my stomach because one of my best friends was sidelined out of pledging. We were more worried about the health of our friend than the pledge process, but there wasn't anything we could do. For the next three hours, we were hazed like we'd never been hazed before. The brothers shared their beers by spraying them at us. They made us surf by throwing Gatorade jugs full of water on us. And after that, we had a full grocery bag of onions. These were not happy apples. These were miserable Hell Week onions. When we were done the onions, they served us up concoctions made from everything terrible in the grocery store. There weren't any new creative hazes, but the volume of hazing made it feel like an eternity. That night, I puked more than I'd ever puked during my pledge period to date. We puked on one another, we ate one another's puke, and when we thought it was over, it wasn't. We went back upstairs because there was more room up there to perform physical hazing. We did group push-ups in synchronization, where we'd have our feet on our pledge brother's back, and we were in a tight triangle formation. The first one of us to fail had to do an air chair while chugging habanero sauce that Mitch's grandma had made. That person was me. I knew before we had even started any of the physical shit that I would be eating some horrible concoction. We moved on to steamrollers, where we bundled up like sardines and rolled over one another. Whatever man was at the end would roll over his pledge brother to the other end. After that, we did sheep drills, 
until we couldn't even spin ourselves around anymore. Although we had pukey, snotty faces and clothes drenched in beer, we were all surprisingly excited for Hell Week. The chanting of the brothers grew louder throughout the night. I kept thinking that all bad things come to an end, and that thought would help me pull through the night. Chatter began between the brothers, and the cheering stopped. All right, fuckers, a random voice yelled. Noses against the wall. We lined up against the wall on our knees, talking to one another to build morale. It's almost over tonight, guys. They're running out of energy, I said with confidence to my pledge class. John may have been the pledge president, but whoever was not mentally broken during events was often the leader of the group. One of the brothers announced, You guys have come a long way, and now it's coming to an end. Welcome to the first day of Hell Week. The fraternity brothers roared again like they had when we first came into the house that night. This time, the hair on my neck and arms was not interested in standing at attention. Instead, it was covered with all sorts of snot, puke, sweat, beer, habanero sauce, and other concoctions that were either from my mouth or from one of my pledge brothers' mouths. It was like a slick, nasty armor. That sounds so foul. Pay attention, because we are only going to explain this to you once. These are the rules to Hell Week, Zeke said. Zeke rarely had to yell to get anyone's attention. His sheer size and presence were enough to command respect. The room fell silent as he spoke. Brothers and pledges listened intently, hanging on each of his next words. Think of Hell Week as pledging 3,000. You're at a point where everything you do will not only affect you, but will affect your pledge brother's chances of getting in this fraternity or getting blackballed. The worse you do during Hell Week, the less likely it is you'll make it into this fraternity. We want to have brothers that have pushed themselves harder than us. This strengthens our fraternity with every new pledge class. You guys have had it easy. Easier than my pledge class. Easier than most pledge classes. Zeke paused and looked around at the other brothers, as if the next words out of his mouth weren't a challenge. They were a statement of fact. My pledge class pushed themselves harder than all of the other pledge classes, and it has gotten easier with time. The less of you there is, the easier it is, because there are fewer things you can be punished for. Do you know how many pledge brothers I had? We were in trouble all the time. Now that I know you're listening, here are the rules, to brothers and pledges. You're all under brother's supervision for the next week. The only time you're not is if you're going to class. You're not to go to your dorm rooms for any reason. If you need books, you will get them tonight and keep them here. No brother will fuck with your school books. Pledge books, on the other hand, are still up for grabs, so don't leave them shits lying around. Bring whatever you think you're going to need from your dorm room to stay out for a week. You can hide your stuff at the chapter house or your big brother's house. I don't care where you put your things, but you're not going back and forth between the dorms. Zeke paused and lit a cigar. Once it was lit, he continued explaining. If I could have inserted music into this book and not been sued for it, I would have inserted the Godfather music theme right now. It would have been like... Very appropriate. As he's blowing out the cigar. <laughs> Let me tell you some rules that are going to apply for this week. I like it. If you go back to the dorms covered in shit, 
Your RAs will instantly know what the deal is. We already had one fuck-up this year, Tony, and we don't need another fraternal infraction. We don't want to get kicked off campus, because one or all of you has chosen not to listen. On top of being supervised by us for the next week, you will do whatever we say. There are no exceptions. If I want you to smoke some fucking PCP, you'll smoke PCP. I don't have any PCP, but this is an example, so don't get excited, Johnny. Do you understand the first part of the instructions? I moved to turn to say yes, and Zeke gave me the death stare. I quickly put my nose back on the wall. Don't fucking turn around, Strikes, do you understand? You don't speak for your pledge brothers, you speak together. I'll ask again. Do you all understand? Yes, we screamed in unison. All right then. The next rule of Hell Week is that you all will remain awake 24 hours a day. You will not be allowed to drink during this week, because if you do, you'll pass out. It's easy to stay up for 24 hours a day when you're doing something that really excites you. But when you're having to do something that's akin <clears throat> to slave labor, then it's not exciting and it's really hard to stay active. So the hardest thing for me was around about day three where I started to hallucinate. <laughs> uh, when, the, when the floor and the walls become liquid... Because, you know, you're you're just you're just brain. Your brain wants to sleep so bad, and uh, things stop making sense visually. Things just stop making sense. <laughs> also, when you're fatigued, yeah, you'll stare at something and you'll be like, "Where was I? What was I thinking?" Ah, oh, shit. I just I just remember sitting on a couch and being like, "I can't, I can't, I can't walk through this room because I don't, I don't have the energy to swim right now." So you haven't seen the movie Unknown? No, I don't think so. Okay, so Liam Neeson arrives at the airport with his spy wife. They're both super spies. And then uh, they're on their way to the hotel, and he forgets his bag outside the fucking airport. So they get to the hotel, and he goes back to the airport to get his bag. But then he gets in a car accident on his way back to the airport, and all he can remember is the cover story. So he thinks his spy wife is actually his real wife, and that he's not a spy at all, and that, like, he's a businessman, and that he's there for a conference. So he keeps, like, bursting into the conference and being like, that's my wife! But the wife is now with another spy, so they can keep the cover going. And the guy's like, no, this is my wife. What are you talking about? So the whole movie, they think Liam Neeson's fucking nuts. And then at the very <laughs> end, you, you get the unravel story where it's like, yeah, you got in the accident. We didn't know what to do. Why did you leave the bag at the airport, you moron? I won't, I won't give away the exact ending, but it's, uh, it's a pretty shite movie. But it, that's all I could remember about the cover story when we started well, talking covers. about the pneumonia. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember him being sick, but I do remember there being a good reason not to reach out to him. Yes, and that's exactly what it was, right? So yeah, he and, was and sick like, enough that he remembers exactly what it was. Of course, and and I think that we wanted to make sure that brothers didn't like accuse him of being a bitch or like, oh, he's just faking because he don't want to go to Hell Week and you know, like, cop out. Um. So I think that's what it was. I think I think we told I think I think we told a different story. 
We still heard it though, right? Like your pledge brother quit. Now you guys are weak. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy cannon fodder. But I mean obviously. <laughs> this will defeat the entire purpose. No drinking booze, even if it's for an interview. You've missed out on your opportunities to get good interviews now. If we catch you dozing off or sleeping, we'll make you wish you hadn't. Most of you will be kept so busy with cleaning and other things that you won't get the chance to think about sleep. Since you're going to be awake, that's the same thing as being drunk and fatigued. Under no circumstances are any of you to drive. That goes for you brothers, too. Do not force a pledge into a position where they have to drive, because they will not be driving. If you're drunk, then call a friend or another brother to chauffeur you around. If you pledge asleep, you might as well quit. Because if I catch you sleeping, when I stayed awake during my hell week, I will blackball you. If two brothers blackball you, that's it. A brother peed in my shoes and put them in the freezer because I took them off and fell asleep behind a couch at the sweetheart's house. <laughs> during hell week and and when when i was woken up uh i i was woken up it was like where are your shoes and uh my response was fuck your shoes and uh (laughs) (laughs) and uh and i went back to sleep and that's when that's when the shoes went from being hidden to being peed in and frozen okay so you caused the escalation yes (laughs) they're like i'm gonna fuck this guy up now yeah. So yeah, then then my shoes smelled really bad for the rest of the whole week. You're out, and everything you've done this semester will be a waste. During Hell Week, you can choose one day where you'll be free to do what you want. This day is called Pledge Paybacks. We've mentioned this day a lot during the semester, but here are the actual rules for the day. When you scream Pledge Paybacks, your 24 hours of freedom starts. Pledge paybacks have to be before Friday. This is the only day you can sleep if that's what you want to do. Personally, if I were you guys, I'd be trying to get brothers back for a semester of torment. We aren't your pledges, though, and not all of us will go silently. If you want to haze a brother, you'll have to catch them. You are not allowed to catch brothers in public or on campus. You can ask them to come with you, but they can refuse or run if they want to. Unfortunately for you guys, That means that you'll probably have to catch brothers in their houses, where they live. If you catch a brother, you can haze them like you've been hazed. Brothers, if you're stupid enough to get caught, you'll have to go along with the hazing. Don't think for a minute you'll haze me either, because I will pummel all four of you into the ground. Hi-ho, Sig H! The brothers screamed to acknowledge what Zeke had said. If pledge paybacks had to be before the Friday, that meant a few things. Firstly. We would be initiated as brothers that coming Friday or Saturday night. And secondly, Hell Week would only be four days of Hell and one day of pledge paybacks. It wouldn't be a full week, and that was great news. Zeke explained more rules for us. The next rule of Hell Week is the most fun part, but it's all fun, right? You'll have costumes that you have to wear all week. If you go to class, you have to wear your costume underneath your normal clothes. Your costume never comes off. You're like a superhero. You know what I really love is the small things that you would, like, just glance over if you're reading this. If you go to class. 
if you go to class. So we're not allowed back in our dorms, but if you go to class, you have to wear your costume under your thing. Okay, I, I'm I'm reading between the lines. Thanks. Uh, I was I think I was a clown with a vest, and uh, <laughs> I was I, I was disgusting. My whole my whole thing was disgusting. Uh, but I was not jealous of Chippy's. Chippy's I think was worse than mine. <laughs> Did either of you guys go to class all week? Uh, I don't think I went to class at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I presumed. You will have to remain in your costume for the entire week, regardless of whatever lands on it, or how bad it smells. Each of you will get your costumes tomorrow morning when they're all ready, and you will each be given a phrase you must say. If a brother asks you, what are you, you'll respond a certain way. We will instruct you on how you must respond tomorrow. For example, if you're a pirate, you'll probably respond, "R, I'm a pirate, or some shit like that. You'll get more instructions tomorrow. We're just going over the cliff notes tonight. One part of all of your costumes is the egg. The egg, the brothers cheered. Zeke grinned. Yes, the egg. You will each have to keep an egg on you wherever you want. It was like the minions. The egg. The claw. So, so this is another one of those wonderful moments for me where as soon as you said the egg, I remembered the egg. I remembered the egg. And was it every every time a brother stopped you, they got one hit. Yes. <laughs> I remember that so much. I remember... Some brothers just wanted to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucked, because most brothers don't hang out by themselves. They hang out with other brothers, so you're right. bound Everyone to get at least two hit. shots. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Man, but I remember that. You must keep this egg on you at all times. Your job is to keep this egg safe. If a brother sees you leaving class, traveling between houses off campus, or even sees you at one of our houses, he gets one shot to destroy your egg. He will get to punch you in whatever place he thinks you're hiding your egg. If they break it, you'll have to go find another egg and hide it on yourself again. You'll have to do this until Hell Week is over. If that means you have to buy a carton of eggs or shove your egg up your ass to keep it safe, then you gotta do whatever is needed. But you always have to have an egg on you. After the brother takes his shot, you will have to show him where the egg was hidden to prove you had an egg on you. If you have any questions, Ask your big brothers or LT. If you want to quit, now's the time. If you think you can't make it, get the fuck out, Zeke exclaimed. There was a long pause where nothing was said. I had to speak up and ask, What about James? What's up, eh? HBO? No, that's Adult Swim. Uh... Mr. Eric was asking me about Rick and Morty. So today is not only Father's Day, so happy Father's Day to you, sir. But it's also thank you, thank you. the first episode of Rick and Morty for season five. Well, I'm going to have to find that as soon as we're done here. <laughs> and since we're belligerent drunks, we love Rick. Absolutely. What about James Strikes? Zeke snapped. Is he going to be able to get into SIG H this semester? And is he going to have a hell week too? I said, what about James, Drizzles? That's up to us, not up to you guys. James will have to do his hell week whenever he is better. If that's next semester, then it's next semester. You have to worry about yourselves now, and not James. 
Tony spoke up too. We are only as strong as our weakest link. James is our brother and we have to worry about him every day. If you guys are so fucking worried, how about you... Poor Tony. <laughs> Poor Tony. He really was just, he was just this general nice guy. Yes. I was just thinking, Care Bear Stare! I've got this great picture of, of him uh, at a party. It was, it was after, you know, he'd already gotten his letters, but it's, uh, he's kind of got this look on his face like, like, he's like this, uh, why would you think that about me kind of face? Like, <laughs> that guy has a lion like, heart. Yeah, just great. I remember him being just, just a joy to be around. <laughs> you guys all pledge next semester, too, Zeke said. I looked at Tony and nodded. We were both thinking the same thing. We were a team, and if one guy wasn't making it, none of us were. We'd cross the line together. John looked over at us and started shaking his head. We began having one of our mini group conversations that we always had. John said, I am not pledging for another fucking semester, guys. Man, he spent the same time we all did doing the same things and working just as hard, if not harder. It's not fair. Tony said. Crab started speaking. You boys will have to learn. Life is not fair. Zeke is right. You have three choices. You can either all quit, you can all pledge again next semester, or you can start your hell week tonight. What do you want to do? You want fairness? You want decision? Make one, but you only get one choice. Silence fell upon the room again. All of the brothers had respect for what we were trying to do. I think they felt bad about the situation because it was an awful one. To think of making it through an entire semester of misery together and having our brother not cross the line with us was sickening. We didn't have any choice, which made the situation worse. We loved James, but we had to do what was in the best interest of the majority of us. This was our first really tough fraternal decision. It would help prepare us for more difficult decisions we'd face in our futures. I quickly weighed our options. It would be absolute hell on earth to continue pledging for any length of time, knowing we only had one week left. I sadly looked at Tony again, who was probably thinking the same thing as me, and then I looked over at John. We didn't have a choice. We had to keep pledging. John spoke for us. We'll start Hell Week, and if he's okay, he can do pledge paybacks with us. All right then, you're in it till the end. You're staying in the fraternity house tonight and hating it. This week we'll take shifts with you guys to make sure you stay awake, Zeke said, finishing his instructions. The brothers cheered and then proceeded to haze us all night long. I was in such a cracked out mode when the morning sun began to shine through the dilapidated fraternity house's windows. We could see the sun rising by the time most of the brothers were out of energy. In the morning, they all figured we had class, so they told us to go back to our dorm rooms and go to class. We were to report to the fraternity house as soon as our classes were over, and if we didn't have class, we were to go to the dorms, grab our stuff, and come back right away. This is it, guys. It's hell week. It's almost over, I said to the guys as we discussed how far we'd come. Although I had been disrespectful to Tony, he made it just as far as I had. On hell week, we had to band even closer together so that we'd all cross the finish line together. After all, we were going to be brothers after hell week. At least, John, Tony, and I, but it wouldn't be the same if we were missing our fourth musketeer. We all had come so far together, 
and we were almost there until James's health took a turn for the worst. We agreed that we would try to stay as far away from the fraternity house as possible for the next few hours. I said that I'd go back at some point to start cleaning up after the party that took place while we were being hazed in the basement. I didn't pack a wide selection of clothes, just a few shirts, jeans, socks, underwear, and pledge material. It was going to be the worst week of my life. I'd never want to repeat it, but would always be happy I'd overcome it. It was like we were going through our lock-in and basement week events again. I figured that hell week wouldn't be so bad. We would just be cracked out, schmagmates, for a few days. I had no idea what the rest of the week had in store for us, because it got worse really fast. We were like little Cinderella's, but we knew that the ball was in three days. There was, there was a psychological torture as well to the basement when there was a party happening overhead. Yes. And, and you were in the basement and brothers were down there with you and maybe no one else knew. So there were times where Forrest and his cohort... <laughs> would uh would get you know it'd just be you know there'd be a party going on upstairs be you know pledges down in the basement and there would be no accountability because the party was raging upstairs and yeah that's not cool yeah and it's probably even worse knowing that the floor caved in during the mardi gras party because you're like oh no anything's possible down here Right, and then there, they were like the the floor had caved in, uh, once before too. Before you ever pledged, like like before I pledged, like there like there had been stories in the past of the floor caving in. So like there was always that that like psychological terror of like, God, I hope a brother doesn't take us down into the basement during a party. Yeah, <laughs> and the floor crush us. Right. class kilt during party in basement and, and, and like and like that was something that Forrest uh loved to do they find you dead with piss in your shoes like <laughs> poor, <laughs> poor eric never even had a chance he died with piss in his shoes they were frozen and that's the thing there's a like, puddle around his feet i think it was uh trying to think of the uh the table of names i think it was Corey who was the one that peed in my shoes <laughs> Nice. Wait, wait. I think. Well, they're all terrible for doing those things, but that's a reciprocal <laughs> chain that just continues until somebody stops it. And a lot I'm of a lot of a lot of my hazing was food based. I <laughs> yes. just wanted people to eat things. Smoke and eat this. That's true. <laughs> until the next episode. <laughs>